welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of E and K. Um, today, honestly, I just I've realized that I need to start telling some of my story, some of some of the background of why we are doing this, why I approached you about doing this. Um, we need I need to give some backstory because it's I want to keep people's attention. I want to keep people interested. Um, and I also just want to stop being afraid. So, um, I mean, I texted you like two days ago and was like, hey, uh, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if I can do this. It's scary. Because you're exposing yourself and you're exposing potentially other people. Maybe that's how they take it. They take it as you exposing them. And, and that's hard, you know, because I don't want somebody going around really saying the things I've done, you know, in private or, or things that I don't want people to know, right? I mean, that's not, that's not a fun thing. So I'm scared. <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, you even told me at the beginning that you weren't sure, you know, you wanted to do this. It's, I mean, like you said, you're telling your story and people can take that and twist that. And since the people that you and I have been around, we've been around people twisting our stories and twisting what we say. So it's just don't really want that to happen again. I want people to, you know, actually believe what I'm saying and hear me. And well, yeah, because when you're help them as well, yeah, when you're able to start taking responsibility for who you have been, um, then nobody can really hurt you with it because you're owning it. You know, it's that's a hard thing to do, though. That's why most people are in the situations they are in because they're afraid. Yeah, I'm. I I speak for myself and probably lots of other people when I say that I don't want to live being afraid anymore. Me either. Um. So anyway, I um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna do my best to like keep this like a back and forth thing and just sum it up because I don't want to ramble. So. Uh. So basically the the catalyst for the event that has changed my life so drastically uh, was the day that I met my ex, my most recent ex, which was back when I was about mm, 17 or so. Um, he was just so like fun, like he was fun to be around and he was exciting and he like hyped me up about my car. I had an Acura Legend, but it's like, and I was super proud of that car. Like, I loved that thing because my grandma got it for me. And it was, like, nice, but also, like, kind of ghetto because <laughs> the AC only worked for, like, two weeks. And then uh, I had no AC. And then the, um, <laughs> the automatic window lock thing broke so that I couldn't roll down the window. <laughs> the only window I could roll down was, like, my driver's side window. So I was always hot as fuck, dude. Like... Texas, I just got hair in my mouth. Texas summers, like, driving around in that thing, it was not fun. It was not pretty. 
but it kind of went a little fast. Not really though, but you know, he made me feel like it was like so cool. And so, yeah. and he would like drive it, even though he like didn't have a driver's license. Sounds about accurate for my, yeah, high like, school. Like what, what are you doing girl? No, no, boo boo, no, no. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is so fun. Like he's everything that I, would like to be but I'm like more reserved or I'm more quiet or I'm more shy or I you know whatever and it's like so you know I was just drawn to him and I I it got to a point where it was like I was trying to run away from home and I was asking like his mom if I could live with them and she's like what the fuck like get, get out of my house <laughs> and so and then, like, my parents threatening to, like, report my car stolen because it was technically in my grandma's name because she bought me the car because she was amazing. And so it's like, you know, I, things like that were red flags then, right? But when you're, like, 17, you, you're, you're not thinking clearly or maybe you just aren't, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, you, you're in lust or you're, you know, you get swept up. So... Um, so fast forward a little bit, um, we break up and, but we like keep in touch kind of, and then he joins the army in like his twenties at some point and we lose touch completely for a long, for a while. Um, he's living his life. I'm living mine. I get married. I have a like tumultuous marriage to an extent, but by my doing, mind you, um, <laughs> uh, because I, I, he was a good guy and I didn't know how to react to that and I you know messed that up so um but then you know I come back to Texas from Ohio where I had been living with my ex-husband um I guess I have a thing for moving to other states for men I, I don't know if that's my like mo now or uh no it's not <laughs> definitely not no, nobody is convincing me to move from Texas again unless they are promising me like a mansion and a yacht and like sports cars. <laughs> all of that together. Yeah, all of it. So like a, like a million dollars just to like have just yeah, to, just to have a spending money like whatever yeah. you need. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm like um. I don't know. Like I I went about my life made, making you know questionable decisions. Um. I had a couple kids out of wedlock with men who were also like not all that great and you know but it's like it wasn't bad enough for me to like have a psychotic break <laughs> apparently uh, it was it was enough for me to like continue pushing a little bit but still feeling sorry for myself still feeling like why do all these bad things happen to me I don't understand like <laughs> girlfriend you're literally making them happen to you like you need to quit and so it's like I like when I before I found out I was pregnant with my oldest son I went to I started going to a trade school for like medical assisting and I mean at that point I was what 25 I think so I was still like kind of young you know still kind of like I mean, not young, young, but like, I mean, I didn't realize that when you're 35, you're considered a geriatric pregnancy. Um, so that, that's fun to hear because guess how old I am, uh, 35. <laughs> so I guess I need some insure 
and uh, a nice warm heated blanket to go to bed with. So um, anyway, so I was I went to I was going to school like I was trying. I was like, I'm going to do this, like do something, you know, and then um, I found out that I was pregnant with Jackson not long after I started going. But I kept going like through my pregnancy and like, you know, I, of course, was helped, you know, being helped by family and being helped, you know, by by friends and stuff. But it's like still just always having that feeling of like, why is this happening to me? You know, but also striving to like do better. So it was like I felt like I had a chance, but still wasn't sure, you know. And then so it's like. I graduate from, you know, I have Jackson, I, I give birth, I have a C-section, uh, so I'm like struggling to recover from that and, and being a newly single mom, you know, and all that stuff. But then I go back, I go back to school after he gets a little bit older and I finish. I, I didn't have much to finish, but I was so proud of myself because <laughs> I could have easily just, I could have easily just been like, no, uh, too much, you know. So I started feeling better and doing better, you know. But I was still struggling because I was raising him without a father, you know, but we were happy. I thought, I mean, I felt happy and he was like the best baby ever. Oh my God, this kid's like top notch baby, like slept in his own bed, like every night. No, like I could literally go in the room, put him in the crib. He would go to sleep. He might like talk and babble for a little bit, whatever, but then he was out like I Rarely was there a night where this kid cried for anything. Really, even during the day, he only cried when I tried to cuddle him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was always like, put me down, bitch. I got shit to do. Like, <laughs> he was, like, walking at 10 months. And, like, I mean, he was just the best. So still then I, I, meet James, I meet my youngest son's dad, right? And, um also still not making good choices still still being crystal still you know like oh i can just do whatever and it'll be okay it will not be okay it was not okay um because i ended up pregnant again right and uh he too was like nah i'm good like i told you all these nice things and i told you you know all these things you wanted to hear and i made you feel like but but still it's not even all on him even still, because again, I should have known better, right? That's yeah. what we always say about these situations. I mean, how many times have people told you that about situations? Too many to count. <laughs> like that's that's like our downfall, all of us. You know, it's like we all like want to make our own decisions and want to be like, you know, able to do so without whatever, but. Ultimately, it really is cliche, but it's like so true. You know, you have to choose happiness. You have to choose to be content with whatever situation you're facing. Yes. You know, I try to tell my boyfriend all the time, like, just choose to be happy. I mean, it's hard, but you can still do it. You just have to kind of train your mind to do it. Right. <clears throat> but it's a work in progress for all of us, all the time. Like, even like the happiness and like joy and like, all of that that even I know I feel, even with what I know I feel, like I don't know how you, what your joy and peace and all that looks like, right? I, I, I am hoping that it's big and bountiful for you too. But I also know that even though it is for me, I still struggle with, you know, controlling my anger because 
<clears throat> when you have those moments where you feel like you're smarter than somebody or not and it's not like all the time but in a certain situation or a certain topic or you know whatever and they're just spouting pure ignorance and you're like what <laughs> and you have to like delicately find you know a way to I don't know either exit the conversation or try to contribute to it but knowing at the end of the day you can't do you know what I mean yeah anyway I got sidetracked um <laughs> so you know it's like I always say I'm not putting the blame on and on them on these other people in my life that I that I claim have made my life harder because I shouldn't have been so naive you know I, I mean, was I ready to be a single mom of two kids? No, not at all. But I was going to try because, you know, that was, to me, my only option. So I go to have Jameis, my youngest. I'm trying not to say their names. I think it's going to come out eventually. But my youngest child, I go to have him. And <clears throat> it's a scheduled C-section because, you know, I had had a C-section with Jackson and I was too overweight to be considered, you know, safe to, to try to do a vaginal birth after, you know, having a C-section. And, um, so I have this major surgery. I have another, you know, another major surgery. And now I also have a newborn. Oh, and by the way, I have a toddler. Um, and I have family and, you know, all that stuff. I'm not discounting their assistance and their help by any means. Um, but it's still, at the end of the day, just me, you know? Like, it's really all still going to come down on me. It, or it should at some point, right? Like, that's... I can't just make this decision to be a single mom and then not try to give my kids the life they deserve. Like, I can't do that. I can't... That's not fair to them, you know? And so... I start taking painkillers, opiate painkillers, right? Because I had a major surgery. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm like, well, I don't really want to take them, but they help and they make me feel like kind of good. Like I can forget about like my shitty life for a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so before you know it, I find myself like taking them all the time, wanting them all the time. Uh, getting to a point eventually where my body was just purely dependent on them to feel normal. I wasn't even really getting like a high, you know? And I'm like, this is not, this is not working. Like you have got to get it together, girlfriend. You've got to stop what you are doing and figure it out. So, um, I decided to like stay single for a long time or, you know, semi-single-ish um, because I, I was realizing that I was also toxic, you know, or that I was toxic in general, you know, not that I was also toxic, but, you know, um, and it's like, I just decided one day, I don't want to keep being a dumb, a total dumbass. Like, I'm still going to do dumbass shit, you know, like, I'm still going to make mistakes, but... Anyway, so one day in the midst of my like misery, I guess you could call it, I have this notion to like look up the ex on Facebook, right? And I've done this before, looked for him on there. He never had a profile. So this time I look and wouldn't you know, there he is. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, 
you know, I'm like, I'm going to check on him, see how he's doing. So I message him and I'm like, hey, how are you? And he's like, I'm good. I'm married. I have a kid, you know, one on the way. I think at that point his son was, she had just gotten pregnant. I don't know. Anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, that's awesome. Like he seemed so happy. He seemed so content with his life, you know. And um, so we chat for a little bit and then we both go about our lives once again. Um, it wasn't until like two years later that he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be in Austin for the, you know, a night and I'm going to go have dinner with a buddy. And like, it'd be cool if you came because he just so happened to be going to a restaurant that was literally like a mile from my house. And so I'm like, why not? You know? And so I go and we catch up. We have dinner and we laugh and we talk. But he's making little, you know, side remarks here and there about how his marriage is failing and how, you know, he doesn't know what, what to do and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, that sucks. Like, I hope you get it. I hope you figure it out. Like, I want you to be happy. So, you know, whatever. Um, so we leave the restaurant. You know, we go our separate ways. Um, and then he texts me like a little while later and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I think I was trying to go out with some other friends that night. Like, but I, it ended up not, it ended up falling through or something. So I was like, nothing. I'm just driving home. And he was like, well, you should drive over here. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, so we can hang out. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And, um, I was like, I think I'm just going to go home. And so we like hang up the phone or whatever. And then as I'm like driving home, he's texting me and he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't, it, you're right. It's not really a good idea. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like that either. You know, I don't want to cheat or whatever. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Like we agree. Cool. Like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not sure on the exact timeline once again, but it wasn't long after that also when he reached out to me again. And at this point, he was reaching out to inform me that uh, he and his wife were separating. And then I'm like, okay, so I'm like, we can talk as friends. Like, and I'm literally always there to like hear what he has to say. And like, he's telling me all these stories about like how it's hard because, you know, she's trying to take his rights away. And, you know, he had to move to Virginia because she wanted to. And, and he didn't, he doesn't want to be there, but he stayed for his kids. And now he's sacrificing and who, why doesn't anyone care about that? You know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, uh, poor guy. Little guy. I'm like, I have to help, you know, somehow, some way. So I'm like, okay. Um, oh, and then I forgot to mention, like, he's also an army veteran, like purple heart recipient. And, and he's, like genuinely a good person like by all accounts you know like talk about tugging on my heartstrings like I wanted to like help him or like feel like I could comfort him through what he's been through you know and let him know that it's okay and that you know I support him sacrificing himself right so eventually he invites me to go to Virginia to like visit him in person. And I'm like, okay, he pays for the plane ticket. You know, he's like, you could stay with me, all that good stuff. And so 
I go. And I'm like, so excited. You know, I'm just like, we're going to have so much fun and this and that. And we did. Like, we did cool stuff. We went to, like, the Edgar Allan Poe Museum, which I freaking love, by the way. Like, I really do like Virginia. I mean, I didn't really like the top, the part of Virginia that we lived in, but I liked Virginia-ish. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm trying to leave. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, I, I tried so hard to, like, make it feel like home for us. I really did. I go where I'm on this trip and we're arguing a lot and I'm like, he's just like not happy. Like what the hell, you know? And he's like flirting with me and like doing all those things, but then also acting like closed off and like being, you know, just kind of like for lack of a better word, just being a dick. Like just, it's like, it was so obvious that he wasn't, he was not anywhere near ready for like anything. And not that I was trying to make him ready, but it just, it's like even the friendship aspect he was struggling with. So I was like, okay. So it's like, I should have known then. I should have known even before then, like I have to have boundaries and I should not be afraid to like set them, you know? But it's like, I just remember going back to Texas and feeling so confused because it's like we had fun, but it was this constant like push and pull and it was already toxic at this point, but I was part of the, toxicity and I wasn't like owning up to that and so like I was flawed just like he was you know and if anything I saw myself as more flawed than him because of my circumstances in my life and feeling like I had to give him more of myself because you know look at what all he'd been through and he was doing better than me and I've I've not been through a fraction of that so how can I sit here and feel sorry for myself you know <clears throat> So we kind of disconnected again because it was just obvious and evident that we weren't like, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So at some point after that, I guess I started feeling like a little more confident and a little more secure with myself. And I like got a job and was, you know, working and making better money. And like, I traded in the car that I had gotten uh, to get a new car like at a dealership, like a brand new car all by myself. I mean, I am getting bent over with the interest rate, but, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I felt like I was starting to like adult, you know, I started actively like weaning myself off of the pain pills and I started trying to eat better and exercising regularly. And I was trying to, you know, face the whole COVID thing with positivity and like, I even quit smoking. Like, I quit smoking four days before I went to see him that visit where it was, like, we fought the whole time. I quit smoking because, guess what he told me? He didn't date smokers. Right. Um, so keep in mind, you know, this whole time my kids are, like, the center of my world. And I definitely spoiled them in, you know, a lot of ways because I felt like I owed that to them, you know, because I chose to have them and then wasn't providing them the life that they deserved, you know, and they didn't ask for this. And, you know, what am I going to do to fix that? You know, um, but I was like, I want someone to do this with me. Like, I'm tired of being alone and like parenting and, you know, and I expressed that to him and he played that up, you know, when we reconnected later on. Um, my oldest 
son, you know, was diagnosed with high functioning autism and ADHD and, you know, I'm struggling to connect with him and I'm struggling to figure out how to raise him. And my youngest, like he was the opposite as a baby of my oldest, like this kid cried every night. And if he wasn't just crying just to cry, because apparently that was fun for him, he was always like sick, like runny nose and he couldn't breathe. And so that would make him cry. And then I have to like sit in the bathroom with him with steam, you know, the shower going because he can't breathe. And then uh, it was just, it was insane because the whole time I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing? Like, I just love them. And I just want to be a good mom for them. But what what am I doing wrong? And it's like, as a mom, that's like the worst feeling, you know. But it's like, as they got older, it got a little bit easier. But I still knew I wasn't like doing my part completely as a mom, you know. So cut to like April of 2020. And he, he reaches out to me again, just out of the blue. And I'm like excited because I like wondered what was going on. And like the last time we talked, I didn't really necessarily want it to like end the friendship, you know. Um, but he's like saying that he's better than ever. And he's like asking how I am. And I'm, we basically start like the long distance relationship. And he starts doing all these amazing things like driving to Texas several times to come see me and like, you know, flying to Texas to see me and flying me to Virginia to see him. Like, buying stuff for me, buying stuff for my kids, helping me, like, do stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is legit, you know? But, I don't know. I just, I feel like I need to stop here because it's, we're getting to the end of our time anyway. But also because I want to make sure people realize that me telling this story is not because I have the intent of, like, ruining someone or... Or putting them on blast or whatever you want to call it like I have my faults too and I am willing to sit here right now and every day really and be completely transparent about it because you know what I know what I'm not doing anymore I know if other people want to know with me then they'll I'm on board <laughs> but if they don't that's okay too like I don't have anything to hide anymore, you know? And really the only people that don't like this kind of stuff are people that still have lots to hide. Yeah. So, you know, I, there's gonna be things that both of us are not gonna be willing to talk about, you know? There's gonna be things that shouldn't be talked about because it's, we have to be considerate of others, right? Yeah. But if people love us and people care about us and they want to protect us and they want to protect our peace and whatever else, they will fight for a spot in our lives and earn the right to know those things that we don't just tell anybody. You know, those things that we are are afraid of truly owning because that's the worst part of me. And if somebody sees that, what happens? You know, so it's like I just want. I want people to know that we aren't doing this to like get revenge or, you know, be hateful. So, do you have anything you want to say before I end this session? Just hearing 
more about him just kind of it's just funny to think to think back of like when I was with him and everything and then to hear your stories and I'm just like yeah it sounds pretty <laughs> accurate I don't really have anything to add at this point but yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, this last little thing I want to say is like, it's like, I almost wonder like, because, you know, you'll tell your story at some point. I hope you will. At least about, you know, what it relates to with him. You don't have to like, you can tell whatever you want or don't want. Right. But if you do, it will piece all of this together even that much more, you know, for not again, not because we're, what'd you say? Well, I, well, I wasn't trying to in- interrupt you, but I was with him for a very short amount of time. Right. And just towards the end, like, we ended because he started showing signs that he, I guess, he was showing signs of what he actually actually did to you. Right. That makes sense. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's almost like his interaction with you and that whole incident, it was like, because he didn't show that to me that quickly. But him and I started talking not long after you guys, like, split or whatever. A month. Yeah. So Plus, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And then, like I said, the whole relationship, you were talked about. You were mentioned. You were a thing. Like, how... I mean, not no offense. I'm not saying that somebody you date for a month can't be a thing, right? That's not what I'm saying. But, but it kind of is what I'm saying. Like, how... If you dated a person for one month and they you ended it because they were a dick, you wouldn't go to your next relationship and really like discuss that a whole lot. I don't imagine, you know, and or I, you would try not to. And I'm so sorry that he brought me up. I feel so bad about that because I mean that's just not a good feeling to have your current partner talk about their ex. It's just not a good feeling. Oh, he talked about all his exes, girl. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, that it's not. I don't mean that like offensively because he he's going to do that with the next one. He's going to be talking about me too. He's yeah. already talking about me to other, you know what I mean? Like, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because he can try to make us the villain in his stories. Right. He can yeah. try to like, you can try, but it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he's always going to end up the one still searching. And when I say that, I don't mean, like, because we're always all searching forever, like, technically speaking, right? Yeah. But, but it's like, what are you searching for, you know? You're searching for love. You're searching for joy and peace and happiness and, you know, and he's searching for all the things that are the exact opposite. I just want him to get better, like, seriously. like he- I know. He was such a nice guy. Like, he was so sweet to me. Like, and then I just know. it and it randomly flipped. It wasn't even like a progression, progressive thing. It was just like one day I'm, you know, oh my gosh, and you know, this awesome nice guy. Next night, you know, yeah, my that's story. What that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's yeah. Well, we have to we have to wrap it up. So yeah. Um. Thank you, everybody who has been listening, uh, who who took the time to click on our link and come here. You know, I'll probably say this at the end of every episode because I'm just, I feel like we're both just great.